Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. We're going to jump right inside the four walls of prison as we continue our chaplain series. Many of you will know my great passion expressed from my very first Open House last year to leap those prison walls and where we can be a voice into prisons and on behalf of prisoners. Gary Ring is the regional chaplain for Chaplaincy Australia at Long Bay Correctional Centre. Prison is home to some of the most desperate and lost people of our society, robbers, addicts, fraudsters, murderers, lots of, as we would consider them, normal people as well. What we don't always realise is that they are just like you and me. A wise person once said to me, the vast majority of us are really just one dumb event or decision away from jail ourselves. Think about that. For the past seven years, Gary has held chapel services, run group programs and cared for both inmates and staff. Some would say he's quite brave, but he sees it as a calling. Gary Ring, welcome to Open House. Thank you, Lee, and good evening to you, and thank you for your invitation to speak on your program. It's great to talk. You've been a prison chaplain now for 11 years, seven of those at Long Bay. That's right. Did the thought of working in a prison ever scare or intimidate you? No, actually it didn't, Lee. Um, I got involved through a care ministry which was up in the north coast area uh, near a regional jail and uh, all of a sudden uh, I believe the Lord brought particularly men, some ladies as well to us who were had either just got out of jail and so on and, and uh, no, never had any real fears about that. What did those people teach you that you didn't know already about prisons and prisoners? Oh, they are uh, lots, and I'm still learning yes, I'm sure. every day. Probably that a lot of these people are uh, not listened to, haven't been listened to, uh, have carried for some many years feeling of being rejected, betrayed, you know, many of them carrying a lot of shame and guilt for what they've done. And, and some of them, when they feel they can talk to a person uh, who they can have some trust in, they'll open up about the fact that they really have done wrong and they're feeling ashamed, they're feeling guilty, sorry, sorrowful for the hurt that they've caused, particularly their loved ones and also the victims of their crimes. And so I'm learning to listen to their stories without being judgmental. Yeah, and they've taught me lots of things about what goes on inside jails. I'm sure that's been an eye-opening experience for you. Absolutely. Uh, look, it's, it's, a, it's a big difference, Lee, from um, pastoring a local church, which, yes. is, which is a great privilege and yeah. responsibility. Um, and going into this kind of a ministry, you meet people that you would probably uh, never meet uh, or you're very unlikely to meet in normal local church parish ministry. It's a great learning experience and you meet yeah. people from all different ethnic backgrounds, uh, cultural backgrounds, religious belief systems and from all parts of the world they can end up in jails. What are some of the things that have shocked you about jails and or prisoners? That's a tough question Lee. Um, When you hear uh, an inmate give an account of what he or she has done, when they have that degree of trust and confidence in you as the chaplain, uh, they open up about it. You start feeling for the victim and you start feeling, you know, for the inmate telling you what he actually did and and some of it is absolutely it is shocking and and there's been some you know horrendous crimes committed so the thing is there yes there is a shock factor and the thing is um, not to be judgmental but 
to listen and to try to use empathy and to also think of, well, I wonder how the victim or victims are travelling these days, etc. As I said before, there are lots of, as we would consider them, normal, in inverted commas, people in jail, just living a normal life and then suddenly something happens and they end up there. Can you relate to us one of those instances that you've come across? Yes, look, that's very true. Uh, you'll find, um, here I'll, I'll just specifically speak of male inmates, you'll find men in jail uh, from all parts of the world, you'll find men in jail who are sadly illiterate. You'll find some who are disabled, who are developmentally delayed, and you've got some who are academics, very highly qualified men. So you've got a whole spectrum. And um, we're finding in these times that, from my experience, there are more men coming to jail, particularly of an older age group, who have never been charged with nor allegedly committed a criminal offence, who end up in jail, and some charged with very serious charges, including murder. Next minute, they're in jail. And the effect that it's um, had on the family that's on the outside is traumatic and uh, as a chaplain uh, we have that great privilege to be able to listen to the hearts of the members of the family who are on the outside speaking of the hurt that they've gone through and the hurt that they've taken on board because of the criminal action of a loved one who's in jail and it could be the father in the family it could be the husband and these men can uh, be totally out of their comfort zone which, by the way, can happen with lots of people who come into jail just to visit. <laughs> They're totally out of the comfort zone. Totally. But for an inmate, to, totally removed out of the comforts of home and those who um, he loves are not around him and he's in a yard with a lot of other inmates, sometimes up to 100, who are from all age groups, from late teens all the way through, uh, right up into the early 80s and in between. Horrific crimes. Uh, and there is an elderly man um, in, the, in a yard, um, first time ever in jail, with all this noise and, and all the talk that goes on inside jails and so on. It's very, very difficult for them. And for the family on the outside, they haven't got any idea of what it is like for their loved one, who's now an inmate in jail. I spent a lot of time with a particular elderly man who's now been released, never been in jail in his life, never committed a criminal offence. And here he was in his 80s in maximum security. And then uh, he went into one of our therapeutic units for the aged and frail. And I continued to privilege administering to him there. And um, I, I saw, you know, the effects of the emotions of what he's gone through, which he's created out of his action, mentally, physically, spiritually. His family on the outside, sadly, couldn't cope, basically cut him off. We were able to organise help for that man, for that inmate, when he was released, and he's now being looked after. He's back in the community. Yeah, it's very challenging. And um, we had a... Uh, he's still in jail. A young Christian man, he's late 20s, uh, with a very committed... coming from a very committed, loving Christian family. And he, like lots of us, and I've uh, been there myself, he was influenced by, you know the crowd he was hanging around with and socialising with. And from there he got into uh, using drugs. And this is a well-educated guy and who had a good job. Got into a bit of dealing as well. And um, for his family, I, by the grace of God, it, it, you just see, you know, loving mum and other members of the family have just stuck with him and they've prayed for him, they visit him. 
they speak to me regularly. Um, I've been to court with that uh, young man, um, with the family. The families can really become the victims yes. of crime as well. They're very often forgotten. As the victim. Uh, the family are in almost in a state of shock. The, now that this young man has been sentenced, you just thank God for his love and his grace how this family are not going to give up on this young man. Gary, as a Christian chaplain, what do you say or what do you do for these people? Good question, Lee. Sometimes listen, very important, and the Holy Spirit-led listening yes. and saying, uh, you know, be slow to speak and swift to listen, as the Scripture says, and I ask God to help me to try to do that every day, but sometimes I fail badly. Listening to them and just praying silently for them and letting them share what is where they're, they're hurting and and the questions uh, that they're looking for answers for and encouraging them in their Christian faith to hang in there and also in practical ways of being able to encourage them that, look, um, yes, he's in a tough place, but he's doing pretty well. As that's the truth in this case, you know, that is the truth. To encourage them that, look, God's not going to give up on him either. God's got a purpose and plan for his life. So to encourage them that as dark as the days may seem to be, this young man has a future and a hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are there some who fling back at you the challenging notion of, well, if that's what God is like, how come this is part of his plan? Occasionally, but not that often. I, I think the families who are really committed, genuine Christians who really love the Lord Jesus Christ and who, who are doing, you know, by God's grace, their best to walk by faith, they really know that, yes, that God has a purpose and a plan and that all of us, when we sin against God, we create circumstances which are not in the will of God, which hurt us and hurt others. It's a very testing time for all families um, when a loved one ends up in jail. But I think those that are, you know, that have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they see that this is something that is temporal, it's not eternal. They're hanging on by faith to the promises of God for their loved one whom they're continuing to pray for. Has this been a good thing for your faith? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah very much so. How's that? It just brings me back to the place uh, I need to come back to the foot of the cross every day. I need to come to the Lord Jesus Christ every day and it's easy to run off in our you know in my own strength and power myself and with my wisdom and my um, you know bright thinking and so all this it's easy to fall back into into almost trusting in self rather than throwing ourselves totally on the Lord and God's wisdom his wisdom his power by the Holy Spirit his grace his love his mercy it's not just the challenging times and there are plenty of challenging times but it certainly strengthened my faith I think it can be easy and I say this most respectfully having been a senior pastor in local churches myself that you can certainly get into your comfort zone where you can almost protect yourself in a way you, you can sort of minimize the hurt that you might experience all the offences and so on. But when you're in it, when you're a prison chaplain, you're mixing with so many different people every day. You're mixing with a lot of different people, including inmates and staff, some custodial staff and some other staff, of course, who are not custodial, who work in jails. You can become very vulnerable. If you choose to take on offences, they can have a dramatic effect on you. So I, I found, I say, Lord, by his strength, please help me not 
take on offences, not to become offended, even though, you know, who says what, criticisms of these people that blaspheme against God and all those things which for Christians are, you know, not easy to take. So, yeah, it's, it certainly helped me, God's grace, every day. I have no doubt about the challenging times, the dark times, but also times of encouragement where you see restoration, yep. redemption, absolutely, and reconnection. Yeah, you certainly do. I mean, look, we've all heard the stories of miraculous stories of men have gone to jail and women who have come into jail as absolute uh, out of control and wild and cursing and physically violent and aggressive and so on and so on. And something happens in their lives. And those who are working in jails, particularly custodial staff, but other staff as well, who may not be Christians, understandably, they become skeptical, you know, they see, oh, this inmate says, you know, well, I've become a Christian now. And they say, oh, yeah, we've heard that one before. <laughs> we have some great staff working in corrections, and I love them and respect them. And, and they can see changes in, here I'm talking in men, uh, where it's not just for a day or a week. You know, we've got some inmates where I am who we've got quite a few who are doing life. And years and years ago, uh, you know, in some cases, they made a commitment to Jesus Christ. And officers way back then were sceptical because they saw that guy when he first came in and he was on the news and we saw him and so on and so on. But all these years later, they say, wow, you know, that's true Christianity. That bloke is changed. He's, works, not, yes. he's not the same guy. Yeah. A miracles happen. There are failures. We see the same thing outside, you know, outside of the walls of a jail. But inside, there are genuine stories where men... And I think for the first time in their lives, have got some time to really think about what am I doing? What choices have I made? What decisions have I made which were wrong decisions? And for the first time, you know, they're stopped. And in some cases, these are the ones who are into organized crime or who are dead set criminals in action on the outside. They never took the time to stop and think about who I am. Where am I heading for? What's important to me? Is there a God or isn't? And so on and so on. When they get into jail, they've got time. And some really honestly reflect upon what's going on on the inside, you know. And I share with them and stuff too, you know, that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And some men do it for the first time in their lives in jail, and they come to meet the Lord Jesus Christ with repentant heart and faith, and he, he's the one that makes us a new creation and changes us washes us clean of our sin and changes us from the inside and they become a new creation and a different, totally different person. And other staff and other inmates see it too. Gary Ring, it's been a great conversation in a funny kind of way dealing with this arena of life and uplifting conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you so indeed much, for Lee. your work and for joining us on Open House. Thank you, Lee. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.